peace love light and life to everybody tuning in welcome 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 and welcome again to the thoughts of an empath podcast it's your host steve saintville it's a blessing and an honor to be here with y'all as always it's a special day ladies and gentlemen i i, I got a very special guest here to help me have my first podcast episode with a guest speaker I'm honored, actually. Very. The, the honor's all mine, for real, for real. A dope soul. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. <laughs> this is your girl, God Body Naughty. It's so crazy, because introducing myself has always been a weird thing. But um, <laughs> we've been talking about doing a podcast together for how long? Long, long time. And we're finally here. And we finally And made. just to add, we didn't plan this uh, color coordination thing. Oh, nah, yeah. So. At all. It's just a connection, you know what I'm saying? The spirits is God. We're just so you know. Mm. So, today's episode is titled The Masculine and the Feminine Exploring the Truth of Our Polarities. And I felt it was a very important topic to have because when I go on social media, I've been noticing the, the conversations lately have been around the masculine and the feminine, what it's supposed to look like, who's submitting, who's leading. And to me, I'm not going to hold you. It sounds like a whole bunch of chatter. <laughs> sounds like a whole bunch of chatter. I completely agree. And I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what the masculine really is or understand what the feminine really is and how we embody, in my opinion, both. Right. And so... It was a perfect fit for me to bring you on. I, I definitely, again, I thank you for coming out. And so f the first thing I want to bring up is, you know, to you, what does the masculine, what does the feminine look like? Like, how would you define it? How would you express it in your own ways, in your own words? So typically, along the way of learning what that kind of like looks like for myself, I always envision the yin yang symbol right mm. like you see the black and the white you mm -hmm. see the two polarities but you never you never see them separate from one another mm -hmm. so the masculine is typically supposed to be energetically uh logical mm -hmm. more action oriented focused in control it represents clarity and stuff like that mm -hmm. where the feminine energy is more receptive creative mm -hmm. um authentic whatever the case may be it kind of just depends on what you're talking about and it makes it easier to kind of like break down yeah but for the most part we talk about this all the time where i feel like traditionally we're told that we're supposed to be one or the other based on the genitals that we were born with yeah. when i feel like we're supposed to embody and cultivate both energies within ourselves and that's what makes you a whole mm. powerful human being and i think yeah. a lot of people don't view it in that way so we end up um finding ourselves in these power struggles and I think a lot of the, the stuff that we've seen on social media is, is just that. It's, it's a it's power exactly struggle. And people are trying to argue their way towards being the more dominant or, you know? Mm -hmm. So, what about you? No, nah, that's, that's, I love that definition. That's dope. Because, like, as I've been exploring my own, like, polarity, my own masculinity, my own femininity, like, kind of getting to that definition has been its own journey, mm -hmm. truthfully. And for me, I know that me even though i was born a man i understand that my polarity was slightly more feminine mm -hmm. so like i usually led with emotions i usually led with the creativity the That's love interesting, because i feel like i've always been over dominant in my <laughs> <laughs> and so like that's a whole just kind of getting to a level where i'm comfortable with that has been a challenge mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie so 
but getting to a place where I'm at now, understanding for me, the definition is being like with the feminine, being more led by emotions, that love, that creativity, and then the masculine being, you know, more practical thinking, you know, problem solving, things of that nature. It was me kind of reflecting on my own journey and like even building up my masculine, mm -hmm. like that helped me get a, a, a more fine tuned understanding of what it looked like because as a man kind of growing up in the, the male culture that we have right, right now, if you're not overly masculine, they kind of look at you they, as like prey or like mm -hmm. you're weak mm -hmm. or for being feminine. And a lot, I know a lot of men, like they kind of cringe at the thought of being feminine. Right. But I felt like it was important, especially when we see these power struggles on, on social media, for us to understand that like, yo, for me personally, to recognize that there, there has to be some sort of learning. There has to be some sort of study and understanding of what these polarities mean, what these energies mean. Mm -hmm. And so just going through it, like coming up with my own definition and then being able to embody it in myself, I've come to a place where I'm at peace and I feel much better. And that's why I feel the, the conversations sound like chatter to me. Because... Right. Um, yeah, it's just chatter. So what do you think are the things that help for you to uh, cultivate a little more of your masculine or to like sharpen it for yourself? Uh, um, being more goal oriented, mm -hmm. like setting those goals and then but being willing to reflect on myself like, yo, am I doing, am I doing what I need to be doing in order to achieve these goals? Mm -hmm. But in that same spirit of embodying both, I don't want to lose my feminine mm -hmm. in that space because the feminine allows me to check in with myself mm -hmm. and be like, is this okay? Like, do I, does this resonate with me? Does this make my heart feel happy kind of thing? So even in those moments where I'm channeling my masculine energy, like, okay, I know I got to do this. I got to plan for this. I got to get this done. I'm still connected to my feminine in right. the space where I can still channel the, those emotions mm -hmm. and then use that emotion as fuel into whatever I'm doing. Right. Like, whether it be music, whether it be, you know, just work, cleaning up chores right. around the crib kind of thing. Right. Like, I think there's always a space for us to implement these, these things into us. So I'm curious. So, like, yeah. where do you feel or how do you feel like you were received um, mm. in comparison to you just over-operating in your feminine versus when you started to cultivate more of that masculine? Mm. Whether it's both by your counterparts, like male counterparts, or just mm -hmm. like in dating, however, you know. Where do you feel like you've seen like a big difference? In all, as far as like when I move in a masculine space as opposed to a, a feminine well, space? Well, however you feel, like you've seen like a major difference between yeah. the two, like the before and after kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was more moving solely in a feminine space, mm -hmm. like more so when I was younger coming up and things like that, it was this like the position I played, like I felt on just reflecting on myself was like the easy prey kind mm -hmm. of thing, you know, where like I wasn't the decision maker. I wasn't the one, you know, deciding what what to do. Um, I was just kind of the one to go along with whatever, whatever was put out receptive. in front. Yeah, yeah, I was very receptive in that space. And because of that, people men and women around me, it kind of brought out their dominant side. And so what they would do is kind of like tend to dominate over me. Right. And that was not fun, <laughs> of course. Sure. It wasn't fun. It wasn't healthy. 
And but it did create this context where people just felt like it was easy to just do whatever they mm-hmm. wanted to to me. Right. And it wasn't until that, hey, I had to start learning, like pulling back my feminine and start embodying the masculine, where it's just like that's where I feel like those boundaries started to come in. When um because it's like practically speaking, how do you stop somebody from stepping on you? Mm-hmm. You don't let them step on you, period. Like mm-hmm. you set your rules and you you enforce them. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Right. So that's like that was one of the biggest changes that I noticed as I started to become more, you know, comfortable with my masculine. Right. Like people didn't feel that natural inclination to just feel like they could say whatever they can say to me and get away with it. It's like, nah, okay, oh, he's moving in this type of way. Let me respect the way he's moving. Mm-hmm. So that that's how it showed in me. Um, I do want to ask you, how do you feel you express your feminine in the best ways and how do you feel you express your masculine in the best ways? So my masculine, for the most part, has always been the more dominant one. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, as a woman, it's a little tricky kind of figuring out when you're supposed to present yourself with one or the other, you know. But um, my masculine comes out more when it comes to uh, being goal-oriented mm. and being about that action and always being so go, go, go with being ambitious and stuff like that. Um, and it's crazy because growing up, like a lot of the activities and sports that I was into, like I went to junior police academies, mm. I did martial arts, mm. we were going to the gun range for fun. Jeez. My first like, my first real job for a very long time before even going into the cosmetology industry was security. So mm. it's, it's like, yeah. you know, I was always the one girl or the few amongst a whole bunch of men. Yeah. So that was just um, my my normal natural habitat. And it wasn't until like I started going into the beauty industry mm-hmm. where I was being forced to be like in mm-hmm. female dominated industries now with pole as well. Yeah. And in the beginning it was like, bro, I can't do this. I do not like being around a whole picture. <laughs> and I still feel that way sometimes. <laughs> because you know, it's kind of one of those things where like men, they have a way of like, you know, you can have the chatter and the debates or whatever, but when it's time to get the shit done and it's time like, you know, to yeah you know, come together, there's, the the job gets done ultimately at the end of the day. With women, it's just this whole thing with with the egos and clashing and the emotions. Sometimes Mm. it's a little too much for me, but um, I'm grateful to be put into those spaces to kind of even allow for me to see what feminine energy even looks like. Mm. So I think transitioning from one thing to another kind of helped for me to learn what it is to be more receptive and to not always feel the need to perform Mm. and go and compete, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And having like a lot of female clients allow for me to create spaces for not only myself, but for other people and to hold space for other people and their emotions and stuff like that. Cause I kind of played like, a therapist even before that I was always yeah. a therapist friend so it's tricky when it sometimes you don't even realize when you're flipping that switch mm. but um yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's kind of yeah. tricky to even know like when you're flipping that switch or whatever the case may be and especially when I started getting into pole that's when I really started exploring like the eroticism mm. or even getting into a space of truly feeling myself and being present within my body and loving myself unapologetically and mm. all of that stuff so so pole helped out with with that yeah aspect. to oh. dive a little deeper into that okay yeah, so nice 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 how long you been doing pole now um it's like a year and some change year and some change, and some change. what do you feel was the inspiration that drew you to it hmm so 
It's funny because when I was younger, actually it ties into all of this. When I was younger, um, I was definitely that kid that every time I saw something, I wanted to do it. Right? <laughs> the drum line came out, I started playing the drums. Really? <laughs> Bring It On came out, I started cheerleading, you know? So actually what got me into martial arts was The Last Dragon. Really? Fun fact, oh, right? Wow. So there was a point where my parents were like, look, we know that you want to do all of these things. We know that you want to do martial arts. You want to do gymnastics. You want to dance, but we can't pay for all of it. So you're mm -hmm. going to have to pick one. I guess since I was in a more tomboyish space, I went with martial arts, mm -hmm. took it all the way, got my black belt, boom. But there was still a part of me that would always look back and wonder, what if, like, what mm -hmm. if I did do the gymnastics and the dance? And then at some point I had to stop making the excuse that it was too late or that I was mm -hmm. too old. And I figured pole was the adult version of that. So pole is my way of honoring my inner child. I love that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's fire. Yeah, so that's how it all came to be. That's, that's and little beautiful. did I know how mm. like life changing it would be, or wow. how profound it would be as far as like my spiritual journey and just mm. growth and all of that. And I love how you tied in that relationship with your inner child, mm -hmm. and like that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Like that's such an important thing as far as just living. Yeah, from the outside looking in, people are like. Are you a stripper? Like, you know, what made you want to? But it's heavily tied into my inner child. Because mm. there was a part of me that still wanted to jump around and dance and do cartwheels and flips mm -hmm. and tricks and stuff. So literally, that's like the perfect, my, one of my ways of honoring medium. my inner child. Mm. That's beautiful. That's Thank beautiful. You. Let's clap it up for that. Let's clap it up for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So shifting to the social media power struggle. Mm -hmm. Where do you feel we're missing the mark in the conversation? Um, I feel like the power struggles don't have us realizing that over time, we've been more so dating and attracting from our ego and not our souls. Mm. So I feel like we miss the mark when it comes to the fact that if we're talking about relationships and dynamics, mm -hmm. This means we're supposed to be coming together, mm -hmm. but why are we debating each other and arguing and trying to fight over who's supposed to be dominating mm. and taking over and who's supposed to be sitting on the throne with their crown versus the other person yeah. serving them, you know? Um, in my mind, aren't we both supposed to be sitting at the crown and taking uh. turns, taking care of one another? And I think that's what we missed the mark. So um, it's crazy to just watch you know the the dating pool and how it's so transactional at this point it really is it's all like it's give me money pay for this but yeah. give me ass but what you know what do you bring to the table and it's kind of like okay so when do we get to the part of being real and vulnerable with ourselves when it comes to the fact that at the end of the day even if you don't want to admit to it or be vulnerable and say the truth we all just want love and somebody to love us for who we truly are yeah so we all want the same thing. I, I really think that that's the major part that we're just not even acknowledging. Jeez. And I agree, OD. And it's so tough to see because I feel like is if we just listen, mm -hmm. something as simple as listening <laughs> can start to like pave that way towards the reconciliation. And not to re respond, but like actually to self-reflect on, yeah. okay, what am I not doing? Or mm -hmm. What am I not seeing? But yeah, it, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult. And I, I also like the point you made up where 
well, you came, you brought up where you said, aren't we both on the throne? Mm. As far as like, shouldn't we both be serving each other? Mm -hmm. And in that service, someone's serving and someone's being mm -hmm. served. So it's like, it, it is confusing to think of how we've now made that political in a sense. Where it's just like, okay, I always got to be the one that's being served. Right. You know, so. But I think just generally. So it's like, if you don't have a sense of self, mm. sense of accountability, how can you truly come together and have a, a harmonious, dynamic relationship? It takes two to tangle, right? Yeah. And I think, what, however we're going to start talking about men and women and yeah. their faults or like what they could do better, it's the fact that everybody needs to be self-accountable. And I feel mm -hmm. like I chant this all the time. Everybody needs to be self-accountable because until you do that with yourself, you have no business pointing the finger at somebody That's else. That's true. That's 100 so where you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to dive into like, you know, the men and women aspect. Mm -hmm. And I do want to actually get both of our perspectives of both sides. Right. So which one would you want to like? Um, let's start with men first. Okay, let's yeah, start let's with the men. men. The fellas, have patient ears. Be very patient. We about to get some game. So make sure you got your notepads out. Yeah. Okay. And we got the green on, so we promise to be loving and empathetic of in the process. Course, of course. <laughs> always. Always. The thoughts of an empath we're, podcast. We're. Of course. <laughs> so with men, I know men are usually the ones who feel like we must be served. Mm -hmm. We always feel like we must be the aggressors. We must be the dominant one. In just to open it up, where do you feel like, you know, we, we trip ourselves up or where do you think we struggle in the understanding of ourselves? Um, I would say that I empathize with the fact that I know that society plays a big part as to how men even view masculinity mm. and how they think they're supposed to show up in the world. And I think she's the perfect yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think her. that causes men in general to have such a distorted view of not only themselves and how they're supposed to show up, but what a relationship is supposed to look like mm -hmm. and the, you know, the roles and dynamics between both people. But um, I think a lot of times, and you'll see this for yourself, that when somebody represents divine masculinity, and that means they've already balanced it, they've done the work, you don't have to argue, you don't have to debate, you don't mm. even have to say anything. Just your presence when you walk through the room is gonna make that flip switch within a woman to mm. automatically just be receptive to you. Mm. It's the fact that a lot of us are debating and arguing that, you know, you owe me this and I deserve this because I was born with whatever between my <laughs> legs. It's kind of like, no, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where just because you make a certain amount of money or just because you're good looking and you know, a lot of women flock to you based mm -hmm. off like the external. That doesn't yeah. mean that you're owed any type of submission or anything like that. So I think a lot of times that's the stuff that has me like, no, <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah. And it's a huge cultural thing. That's so. Like it's huge culturally. Yeah. Um, us coming, our families coming from the islands. Mm -hmm. Like that's a huge kind of like structure of the family where it's like I know I've seen a lot of time growing up where with my parents you know dad comes home from work mom's got and mom come home from work too mm -hmm. but then after she get home from work she got to cook she got to take care of everything yeah that's and when like, you start going to the feminine to, yeah and it's like that's where it's like that's always been a structure like just structurally like yo okay when the woman gets home 
or when the man gets home, everything's got to just be prepared for mm-hmm. him. Everything's got to be ready for him. Mm-hmm. But one thing I didn't see, truthfully, is my dad assisting with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, again, from a cultural standpoint, I can understand where it's like guys, young men see that and they feel like, okay, that's what it's supposed to be right. like. You know what I'm saying? I think I was just in a very unique position because I was the youngest son mm-hmm. and be, my sister's 10 years younger than me, so she wasn't around for a lot right. of the time. So I was the one that ended up helping my mom with a lot of like the housework and stuff like that. So I think I got a unique perspective where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm a guy, but this is housework is shit mm-hmm. that I can do too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and over time it, it became, for me, it was just like a thing where it's just like, well, why can't men right. do these things? Like, I think it makes me better that I know that mm-hmm. how to fucking maintain a house mm-hmm. and still now cult- cultivating the right. masculine skills of going out into the world right. and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So the, the cultural implications run very deep, very, very deep. And like you said, it's, it's how society conditions us. And this is stuff that's been going on for generations yeah. on generations. And granted, so. I feel like they did the best with the tools that they were given. Absolutely. But we're living in a completely different yeah, world. A lot of us different. can't afford to be the stay-at-home mom and then the guy's making enough to take care of everything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we have to adapt. Do what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As as human beings, you just shift with the times. And once again, it, the conversations need to be had to be able to find what that now looks like in today's society because I feel like going into the age of Aquarius, we could get into uh, mm. the zodiacs a mm-hmm. little bit. Don't be shy. Yeah. We can do that. We're, we're living in a completely new world and the people who are like trying to grip so tightly to the old paradigms, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are really suffering. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, okay, what do we have to do now to make shit shake and to really uh, create a harmonious family that a lot of us didn't see growing up yeah. you know and it's kind of one of those things where everybody has that thought in the back of their minds is like you know what when i do have a family or when i do come together with somebody else i want it to be you know something that i've never had before better mm-hmm. than what i you know but you can't do that still holding on to those old, to old. mindsets and you know what i'm saying belief mm-hmm. systems so mm. so a lot of unlearning you We're would say is like for sure need, definitely needed mm-hmm. I could definitely co-sign that. I could definitely for vouch sure. for that. Yeah. But what I was saying, though, um, mm-hmm. how, like, culturally, especially coming from the islands, I'm starting to realize more and more that we have this whole um, narcissistic, martyr kind of mm. dynamic that kind of, like, lurks. And, you know, you'll see it in some places more than others, but it's almost like when we would watch those movies and you would always see like the bad guy and the good girl or whatever the case mm-hmm, may be mm-hmm, it's kind mm-hmm. of like yeah so like that starts to like yeah kind of that starts to seep into our psyche when it comes to the fact where like you know even the whole thing cheating like it's it's one i've, I've heard so many men say like guys are going to cheat regardless y'all just got to get with it you know what i'm saying <laughs> y'all just got to get with it and almost like for the record i've never said that yeah no but that, no it's out there heard, i know you i've definitely have i have so like even in the households where you've seen you know probably like the the fathers or the men in a family having a little more narcissistic tendencies and the moms having more like martyr tendencies where mm. it's kind of like even if you complain about his behaviors, you're still enabling them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you feel that what a woman is, is to take care of everything and I have to have everything cooked and I have to have everything clean. I've yeah. seen that a lot in my family, you know, mm. being 
an Islander. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what it looks like in everybody else's families, but the people around me, I'm like, I'm starting to notice a pattern in the people here. <laughs> so I think a lot of it, there's levels and layers to all of it. Yeah. And I, and I definitely see that, empathize with that on a personal level, like in within my own family yeah. structure as well. Like, especially whenever me and my dad would get into it, it was always my mom. She would like, she would do everything in her power to just try to keep yeah. the peace and yeah. like, oh my gosh, don't. She would always come to me like, yo, don't fight back. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know how he is kind of stuff. And in my head, it's just like. But is that really going to bring change? Yeah. Is that really going <laughs> to stop anything? But here's the thing. But, so. So now I mm -hmm. feel like when you actually see those videos where the girls are, what did the girl say? She said, we don't give a damn about your yeah. hopes and dreams. We just <laughs> I feel like those women are coming from a place where they feel as though fighting back or being combative or whatever the case may be is going to get them somewhere. Mm -hmm. But like I said, are you dating and attracting from your ego or your soul? Because mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. coming from a more trauma response yeah. place as opposed to, okay, where is that going to get you? Yeah, that's a great question. Because, like I said before, everybody's so comfortable with exposing their bodies to one another and then being so super reserved and selfish with their energy. And it's kind of like, to like me, how does that make sense? How, it make how no does that sense. make sense? Like, are, to me, I feel like even sex has become, for the most part, so stale because mm. if you're not willing to bring that passion, that transparency, and that connection into it, then what why, are we really doing? Are you you're using doing somebody it? else to masturbate. Sheesh, period. <laughs> Pero. Period. <laughs> but yeah. Damn. Damn, that's real. Mm. She, you were going. I was just <laughs> listening. I'm not gonna hold you. I was just. I was just. No, it's because I feel like it's. It's just. There's so much to touch on mm -hmm. that it's like I don't even want to go down full blown uh, rabbit <laughs> holes rabbit because hole. I feel like there's so much to cover. But like, where do you start? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's a. There is an essence that, like, the divine feminine comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, the woman that's not combative. Like, the way she is, like, the woman that has balance herself. She can speak sternly, but in such a mm. soft, soothing way mm -hmm. that it's like, yo, I, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> and it's so crazy because uh, it's so rare. Mm. Rare. On both sides, I will mm -hmm. admit. But when I've actually seen it in action, I'm like, Yo, you really don't have to come both sides. You really don't have to combat. You really don't have to fight. It's literally, especially the divine feminine. I've seen where she just simply asks for what she wants. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She comes with compassion and empathy, mm -hmm. and she speaks to you a certain way, and she's holding that space, and she's making you feel like you know. Yeah. And literally, men melt. <laughs> what else do you need? How else do you That's need to serve fact. you? Like you know. That's a and fact. I think even even seeing examples of that is like, okay. I, I could you know soften it up a little bit and, mm -hmm. and work on that within myself. So it, it's definitely true. But um, yeah, I feel like we're not getting anywhere combating and fighting one another, mm. and it gives me a headache even just watching it. But it's so it's so common. Yeah, yeah, it's it seems like it's getting worse too, to be honest. And so questions like in that asking to you know a, a woman, do you feel like embracing your masculine now? I feel like it does, but like, what does it look like when when a woman embraces her masculine and then, like, implements that into her divine feminine, if that makes sense? So, 
I think it's interesting because as I'm working on it, mm-hmm. I think I come off way more intimidating, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just over operating in my masculine. So like, let's say when I was over operating in my masculine, I feel like obviously I'm not being as receptive as a divine feminine would be. So mm-hmm. guys may want me for my body or may see me and, you know, want to have a little fun night or whatever the case may be, but they didn't want to deal with me because to mm-hmm. them, even if I wasn't being combative, the fact that I was just so assertive and strong mm-hmm. was just like, no, nah, I don't want that, whatever. Yeah. Um, and now coming into a place where I have more of a balance, I'm starting to notice where men won't even bother trying or getting in my way because they mm-hmm. feel like they can't keep up or Jeez. even like they have nothing to offer me. Ooh. Yeah. So you bring a type of pressure. Yeah spiritually yeah, innocent, like yeah. energetically and, yeah and, and it's another thing because it's crazy like um i may be in a place where i'm receptive and i'm able to hold space and come together with somebody else but then it kind of it becomes a mirror to other people and it forces them to like damn i do mm. usually play games with girls but i can't really do that with her yeah, i ain't yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, it starts yeah. to make them reflect yeah and now it becomes one of those things where it's like you know what i'm not even gonna bother you yeah, I'm just follow. I may not admit that to you out loud. I may yeah. not say it, but I start to see the patterns of like that. How I'm here for you, whatever you need, but I'm just mm. gonna stay out your way, mm. you know. Um, but for mm. people who are more receptive and ready for something like that, it's it's super healing because I don't think too many people experience spaces where they can just unravel. Mm-hmm and get naked like proverbially Mm -hmm. right you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of one of those things where i've been able to kind of develop deeper bonds and relationships with other people Mm. just by being not only a safe space to myself but a safe space to others Mm -hmm. um but yeah before when i was over over operating in my masculine i wasn't as receptive so i shut a lot of people out and i was Mm. very like to myself whatever the case may be but um yeah, I guess it just depends on the situation. Because like I said, sometimes it's a little tricky knowing when to flip what switch or yeah. when to kind of like present one more than the other. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen like a major difference when it comes to how people receive me or react to me. Mm. Mm. Very, very interesting. I love the insight. <laughs> I love it. I'm loving it. And I'm just like, just reflecting over just even my experience. As I was going to say, like, yeah, how, like how do you feel like women receive you? I mean, I say this in the humblest way possible. I, I promise you, talk I do. Talk your shit, talk your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the women that I have come across, like they see me as so rare because it's like he's so in tune with his emotions, but he's so confident about himself mm, yeah. in a way where it's just like when he just talks, it's like, and unfortunately it works out bad for me in the dating space. Because I feel like sometimes women put me on pedestals. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I want to be human. I want to be able to just be naked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to fit into any facade. So recently in my dating like realm, it's been hard for me to kind of connect with someone on that level. Because I'm recognizing that, again, in the humblest way, I'm saying like it's just I've done so much for myself. And it emanates on the outside mm-hmm. that it like attracts people of course mm-hmm. but then when i hold you accountable to do that same thing for yourself that's they what, can. that's what we struggle that's yeah and it's that's like what we struggle i'm not with. gonna do it for you yeah because that's way too much weight on me mm-hmm. and so that's that's been my experience as far as like dealing with um dealing coming across women whether i'm 
approaching them in that type of space or not, like even with just female friends, it's like kind of they they just see me as like this all knowing figure. It's like okay, he, oh he's got the answers and no, stuff like that. You know what? Now that you say like, that, it makes me think because I feel like from my perspective, when I just um, described it, mm-hmm. I feel like let's talk about men because you yeah. know, I have my options, whatever yeah. the case may be. But men specifically. Um, they do that whole thing where they kind of just like stay out of my way and kind of like recluse, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, because they don't want to be that vulnerable to admit maybe, you know, we're not on the same page and maybe mm-hmm. I'm not in your league or whatever the case may be. But then for you, it's more one of those things where a lot of women have this complex where like they're waiting for somebody to come save them. <laughs> so, so. And I look like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but no. <laughs> but no. <laughs> So, no, I think that's a very interesting contrast. Yeah. Yeah, regardless, I feel like there's a lot of, is it is it being empathetic or just having more so of that balance where you, you do end up attracting a lot of broken people mm-hmm. or people who, who mm-hmm. maybe don't know or feel that they need fixing. And I feel like on the other end, too, those are the things that help for us to sharpen our swords that when it comes true. to finding a better balance and yeah. knowing where to set boundaries and how to kind of like show up but <sighs> <laughs> you know you know <laughs> yeah. at some point when do I get my certificate of you know what I'm saying <laughs> completion <laughs> <The certificate. laughs> yeah jeez it's just a hard space to navigate. It's just a hard space to navigate. Just with, the, with, with dating? With that, yeah, definitely, too. Like, it's... I said earlier, co- the, the, the dating pool is contaminated, so... Yeah, and it's like, where's the, where, where's the vision? Like, what, what, do you, what do people really want at this point? Like, what do you really want? And is what you're doing going to get you to where you want well if we're talking about dating it seems like a lot of people's goals is to self-serve and then just essentially have like a servant to help with that kind of thing and you know what sometimes i don't i don't think it's always so conscious Mm. i think because like it goes back to the whole thing are you dating from your ego are you dating from your soul yeah your ego is always going to find ways to protect itself Mm mm-hmm so even That's if your representative about. is the one out here saying like oh you need to have this amount of money you need to drive this car for whatever reason you feel like that is going to soothe or boost or protect your Mm. ego but the more we're sitting here worried about feeding our ego we're starving our souls and and that's what we're swimming in that's what we're swimming in just trying to find the light to see if there's anybody Mm. else who's even remotely close to being like us or wanting what we want you know so it's it's definitely uh, difficult to navigate, but I, I have faith. Yes, that <laughs> somewhere somehow. <laughs> One day over the rainbow. Nah, yeah, I have faith too, though. No, yeah, I, I definitely will say that. That there's that internal thing where it's kind of like, I right, don't give up. Yeah, everything is happening for yeah. you, not to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you know that whole thing. <laughs> but jeez. So, mm, right? We we did a good job. I kind of just want to open it up. I, I'm not. I don't. I feel wanna, like I wish we had questions. Like, what I you want to know? What you want to Like for real, for um, real. Has there been anything that has been upsetting you 
in in a general space that thing that you recognize when you go outside or when you just kind of in your own space oh there's a lot that bothers me (laughs) um i think the fact that the common thing or the trend is also superficial Mm. and the more that i just want to first of all that makes me become more of a hermit Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. i don't even want to be in the same spaces as the people who are more concerned about the clothes and the jewelry and the cars and whatever the case may be yeah we don't do shallow yeah it kind of puts me in a space sometimes where i'm like longing for home like Mm. where's my tribe you know Mm. where are the people who think like me who you know um and it's so interesting because it's put me in a space recently like once again um i have my options Mm because i am pansexual Mm -hmm. But it's made me realize how out of all of my options, it makes me feel like, generally, men, if we're talking about their own individual pools, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they're all contaminated in their (laughs) own way, you know? (laughs) But it almost made me seem like men have become the bottom tier of all of my options. Mm. And only because, and this is not to to troll or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but I've really gotten to a point where it's kind of like, how is it that for the most part, I've dated men, mm-hmm. if we're talking about a ratio. But at the same time, they haven't been able to make me feel seen mm. and like touched in places where other people have made me feel. And I think that that's another reason when it comes to like talking about how everything is like so surface level and superficial. Because a lot of men have this ideal that their masculinity is tied to their job how much they make, how they can provide, or whatever. But then when it gets to a point where it's so interesting, I'll sit down and try to have just a deep intellectual conversation, and they will react to me like I'm asking for a ring on the first date. (laughs) Just because they're unable to meet me. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, emotionally, in a vulnerable state. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I feel like it just gotten to a point where it's kind of like, all right, outside of you trying to have sex, like, what else is there here? Mm -hmm. And there's never really much... Mm. beyond that for the most part mm-hmm. and I feel like um, that's just more so a majority and don't get me wrong I know there are men out there yeah, that course. you know they have that depth and they have mm-hmm. more to them but I'm saying but generally speaking experience. right yeah. and then on the on the other side of the spectrum you know you're, you're, the typical woman is you know Talk about the BBLs and the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying and, and that's not that's not saying it to judge but mm-hmm. It's one of those things where we're, we're constantly decorating our representatives and our egos, mm. but we're not doing that internal work. We're trying to be as pretty and, and you know, appealing on the outside, but we're ugly as hell on the inside, mm. you know? And it kind of makes it hard to even get past that surface level interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing where it's kind of like- yeah, It's frustrating. annoying and frustrating to me. Very frustrating. Yeah, because I don't ask yeah. for much. I don't care for the for the fine dime. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we all like that But what I'm thing. saying is yeah. that's not the, oh, I need this, 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 this. I need you to be able to meet me soul to soul and to have conversations and to let loose, like, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's so interesting that a lot of people are just not even unable to, but just unwilling to mm. for themselves. So it, it seems like a task to do it for somebody for else. For somebody else, yeah. yeah. Whew. Mm. No, that's real. Do you, do people just not understand, or maybe they just don't know, like, the benefits of doing that internal work? Or yeah. is it like, is are they just 
distracted with home, work, jobs, bills, family responsibilities, or is it just? Do they think it's not important? Like I feel what? like society does a very good job at distracting and misleading us. Mm-hmm. So I, I always go back to that and have yeah. a little, you know, grace. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Sometimes I've disappointed myself thinking that everybody is just supposed to eventually wake up one day and get it. Because I don't mm. think that everybody is meant to. No. You know, when you're, so you're, you're one of the select few, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things where it's like, everybody's not going to show up like you mm-hmm. today, tomorrow, or ever. You're just going to be the one wolf amongst a whole bunch of sheep. A whole bunch of them. And it's kind of one of those things where it's up to you to find other wolves. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like not even to prey on the sheep, but yeah. just to be yeah, amongst yeah, wolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen that too, where it's like men and women who become a little more conscious, they become a little more aware, but then they prey on those that, yeah, that aren't yeah. as aware. No, of course. Yeah, that's of course. But then it's, and I've, I've been guilty of that as well. No, 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 yeah. And it's, it's crazy because it's one of those things where it's like when we talk about doing the internal work, that I was misled to to one point in the beginning where I thought that you were supposed to kill your ego. You never kill the ego. Yeah, You're always going to have the bad it. wolf and the good wolf. You're always going to have the devil. Ooh, they live together. They live And it's so crazy it's because... Yin-yang. Oh, go Yo, on. it's sorry, so crazy. No, no, no. Because somebody... We were talking about music the other day. And I think they said that they were out. My friend said that they were out. And they heard like a mashup between two songs. And mm-hmm. it was my neck, my back <laughs> with a revolution. And I'm like, yo, that's like a... An audio <laughs> representation of your angel and your devil. Like, <laughs> Wait, not not the Kirk Franklin. Yes. Revolution. They was like, yo, that's the craziest nah, mashup I've I'm ever heard at the club. But I'm like, yo, screaming. if you think about it, that's how you're supposed to allow your, your ego and your soul to come together mm-hmm. and to find that perfect, you know, alchemy that, between the two. Yeah, that balance, yeah. that balance point. Yo, like that yin-yang relationship. <laughs> yo. I love yin-yang relationships nowadays. Yeah. It's such an intricate dance. It really is because it's like you can't have one without the other. Exactly. And even in the symbol of the yin yang symbols, like in the white portion, there's the black dot. Mm-hmm. It's like from light and dark, good mm-hmm. and evil, all of it contains each other. Yeah. And if even if you look at it from the wolf's perspective, from that folktale, mm-hmm. it's you that has to be because the devil's gonna be around. You know, angels are gonna be around. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Both forces are always gonna live. You mm-hmm. can't get rid of that. But it's which wolf are you feeding? Mm-hmm. And you know, we have our moments where you can consciously want to be feeding the good wolf until you get triggered into like glitching and mm. kind of like falling into the opposite side. So, mm. like I said, it's a constant, intricate dance between what's what's the healthiest way or what's the the highest thing yeah. for you. You know, I think sometimes we need ego in like in the moment. Like it's more beneficial to yeah. serve the ego. Honestly. I actually got a reading and, and her main message was you need to get into your ego more. Mm. I was like, oh dang. But that's the that's the yeah. type of energy where it's just like, yo, stop being humble. You're a little too humble, yeah. Yo, you yo, stop being too, humble. Yeah, like you, you <laughs> need to show out a little more. Like, Dead yeah. ass. Because motherfuckers, they done forgot. Or, yeah. or they don't think. And once again, that keeps you protected. That keeps mm-hmm. you, you know? So. Yeah, that's that's one of the beautiful things that I learned recently about, like, not killing the ego. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, just, just learning the place. What and was it, a specific situation that made you, like... Um... I've had a couple stop being so humble moments yeah. in the in the past couple 
But which one was what? the one that, that really made you realize like it's not about killing the ego? It's not about killing the ego. Mm, you got to give me a quick second. That's a <laughs> no, great that's no, that's a beautiful question. Yeah, because I feel I like that. that's a that's a very big key. Yeah. You know? So it's like I don't think it was one thing. I think it was just me kind of just reflecting on what's the purpose of the ego. Mm -hmm. Like what's the role? And I I know for a fact like me coming from a very Christian religious upbringing like the God and the devil, they're they're always pit as mm -hmm. eternal enemies yeah. kind of thing. But then just me, I remember I even had like a shroom trip one mm -hmm. time, where it's like you know I'm That'll thinking do it. <laughs> <laughs> facts, and it's like yo, just kind of going through the timeline of the the creation of the entity mm -hmm. that's like the devil that yeah. represents that mm -hmm. devil. But then like yo, just how that entity navigated through life. Right. On, in the spiritual sense and mm -hmm. it was like it's not something that's just inherently evil it might just see things in a certain perspective and thinks that this is the best way to go about it right. you know what I'm saying and like on that shroom trip I was just thinking like yo why does the like why does this entity the devil like just is so like abrasive combative you know what I'm saying in that space and it's like to me, it hit me like, yo, she's just scared. Because mm -hmm. being out in life, in the world, that's some scary shit. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, at the same time, it didn't want to just be like a slave to what the higher self said. Mm -hmm. Because it ha it knows its own value inherently. Mm -hmm. And so that battle isn't just like, okay, now there's beef. It's just, we just see things in different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of made like a foundation for me to just start thinking about, yo... Mm -hmm. If the devil, the the enemy, the lower self, the ego, and stuff like like these are to me interchangeable terms, and in, as far as what they represent, then it's like it's not something that's inherently evil in me. Mm -hmm. And I had to break it down from a simple to like mm -hmm. really simplify it and be like, yo, me moving out of my ego or acting in my ego is just like yo, just the surface level. If I'm upset about something. I th that's ego right there right. because ego's telling me yo this is not cool about me like it's protecting me mm -hmm. and so I recognize that um, another thing that kind of helped me get into that space was just like understanding that I can't save everybody <laughs> like yeah, I've got to <laughs> let ego protect me right. because if I move too much in the collective space mm -hmm. then I'm going to sacrifice too much of myself right. and so those kind of like over time like little by little it was just like yo it's not about killing this ego or the death or, or all that mm -hmm. stuff even in like um like i've been doing a lot of reading on the chakras a lot more lately mm -hmm. um and just the terminologies higher self and lower yeah. self like when i first heard it i thought it was a hierarchy mm -hmm. where it was just like okay the higher self is higher mm -hmm. the lower self is lower mm -hmm. so the higher self is better but learning about the chakras, it was like the lower self is just literally just the placement of those lower chakras. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's lower in value mm -hmm. or lower in the in the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. It's just it embodies those different spaces. Right. You know, being with from the root chakra, sacral chakra, solar plexus, that's where it stays because it's all about I. Mm -hmm. And then understanding that the higher self going from the crown to the to the third eye to the 
to the throat. That's like the collective space, and then it all joins in the heart. Right, right, right. And it's like, yo, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so like, just understanding that was just like, wow. It's not lower as in you're you have lower value. Mm -hmm. It's just you embody something different, right. and just in the placement of the the chakra structure, it just happens to be those lower chakras. Mm -hmm. So that was. That was like a huge like mm -hmm. wow that's crazy kind of thing and that shit happened like two weeks ago no worries. Yeah, like like yeah, that yeah. that specific kind of like breakdown of the higher self lower self yeah. i was like wow that's powerful Full circle moment. yeah that was dope i think it's interesting because a lot of my um breakthroughs when it comes to that have been like either like setting boundaries mm. or just defining what something is for myself as opposed to what society was telling me that it was supposed to look like mm. so if we go back into femininity um i think i spoke on my page the other day about you know the madonna whore complex and mm -hmm. how that ideal is, is another thing when it comes to how women show up or express themselves, what's right, what's wrong. Mm. Am I wrong for, you know, exposing myself in a yeah. certain way? And literally, I just had to explore and decide that for myself. And I feel like that in itself is, you know, playing with my ego a little bit and mm. allowing myself to explore things. Because just even, I, I like to believe that I think it's so interesting because I feel like you can understand where I'm coming from being a Libra, mm -hmm. where like life will take us through extremes along the spectrum to even help us understand what that equilibrium, like what that balance is. Um, so Scales. I've tried to be super uh, humble and reserved mm -hmm. and whatever the case may be. And then being pushed towards exploring the opposite side of the spectrum is like, but who told me this was bad? Mm -hmm. And who told me that women are, aren't supposed to be expressing themselves in this way? You know what I'm saying? Um, and it kind of also ties into what I do spiritually as far as like giving readings and mm -hmm. dabbling in the occult. Mm -hmm. Who said that that was wrong and that was bad? Mm -hmm. Who told us that that was, you know what yeah. I mean? So it, oh, it really, yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, you, when you're done, I want to No, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because... This brings me full circle moment back yeah. to a very early interaction that we had when mm -hmm. we first started talking. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I've told this story to people before because I think it's a beautiful thing. Okay, cool. Like um, you had on your Instagram bio, um, Bruja. Mm -hmm. Me understanding what the term went meant on a surface level, I'm like, okay, that means witch. Does that mean she's a witch? Mm -hmm. But it's like everything she posts is always fulfilling it's enriching it's uplifting it's empowering it doesn't make sense how can someone call themselves a bruja per my understanding at yeah. that time of what it was yeah. but then give off all of this positive energy all this love in my definition it didn't make sense and that i remember i hit you up yeah, and i yeah. asked you i was like yo <laughs> like that. what does that mean for you and yeah. you gave me the breakdown and it's like yo just like just really giving me an understanding of what it was mm -hmm. not on the the socially conditioned mm -hmm. kind of definition but just what it really meant in the simplest terms like within self within the home how that worked and stuff that's like that. crazy because that's another full circle moment i remember reposting somebody's uh was it a tweet or a post and it said they didn't burn witches they burnt women Mm. And what is the divine feminine to be receptive, intuitive, creative, mm. you know? So um, it's crazy how 
it's just using that term in itself is mm-hmm. just a rebellious act. Because mm-hmm. it was like my trip to Colombia that really, really made me realize like, yo, these are your ancestors. This is what you're here to do. This is mm-hmm. the message that we're trying to give you. When I went to Cartagena, Colombia, that was really where I realized, and mind you, I was sent there. It wasn't mm-hmm. my, my idea. It wasn't my plan. My dad actually just told me, like, in two days, you're flying out, pack your bags. Oh, wow. Pick. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it it was a divine situation where I was like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then once I started to explore the city, the entire city represented the Spanish Inquisition. And that was basically, if not one of the first places, but the first place where they started, you know, stealing tarot cards mm. and things from witches and killing them at the stakes and burning mm, them and burning. stuff like that. Literally... All of the city's history is surrounded really? on on that whole thing. Wow. So it kind of made me realize, because it's crazy. Like, it's coming from a place where when I watch my grandmothers, like, doing things, like, their own versions of, like, readings or helping other people, it was it was one of those things where, like, nobody talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was done in the kitchen real quick, send them mm-hmm. on their way, whatever. So now that it's, like, this thing where everybody's into tarot and <laughs> yeah. astrology and we're out in the... It's still kind of weird to me. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's still, like, one of those things where it's kind of like, wait, no, hold up. <laughs> we were told to, like, protect the energy and to be very, like about it mm-hmm. but literally that in itself was another thing that helped for me to understand what it was to be feminine or what the feminine mm. energy really represented being in touch with the moon cycles mm. and being in touch with mother gaia which mm-hmm. aka mother nature mm-hmm. and using plants and all of the things that we were given you know to, to your disposal mm-hmm. and not in ways to you know oh, mess up somebody body. else's yeah, life yeah, or no you know and impede on somebody else's free will but literally to just come together with the universe and the world around you mm-hmm. so it's it's another interesting thing within itself but like i said a lot of the things that i'm into has, has put me in like many places of having like cognitive dissonance when it comes to okay what am i doing is what i'm doing right yeah. like you know what i mean <laughs> so it's, it's a very interesting thing to be but it yeah. definitely all comes back to what it is to be feminine mm. or to utilize feminine energy mm. That's that's interesting. Cause now now I'm trying to think if me kind of getting into these things as well yeah. is is an expression of my feminine energy in a new way that you know I haven't had before. Because again, coming from strict religious right. upbringing, a lot even um, astrology mm-hmm. frowned upon. Yeah. yeah. It's wrong. We shouldn't be, you know, just, thinking for those but terms. But it's, it's so crazy because now, one, you look outside, everybody knows their sign now. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that's a new thing. Um, that actually bothers me. But we're gonna, we gonna come, <laughs> we gonna come back around okay. to that. Um, but me, one thing I'm glad I didn't do was throw away like the Bible. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm I still study. Yeah. And I still because I love reading and I love learning. And there's a lot of deep. Magic yeah. in the Bible, yeah. real rap. And it's like even just the simplest example of like, yo, when Jesus was born, the three kings following the North mm-hmm. Star to see to that location. Mm-hmm. That's astrology in a very simple space. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, how is it that these things are right in our face, mm-hmm. but then now we've been pulled away from them? Okay. Like, it, it, it makes, and then that's what 
help me dive into the history. Mm. Like, yo, what was the purpose behind certain things, and what were they with the the witch trials? You know what makes me yeah, stuff. it makes me curious because like, I feel like so we grew up a little more on opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. when it comes to that. So, where do you feel like okay? So, because we understand how, depending on where we're talking about, you know, mm. they come take over your entire culture whatever yeah. the case may be and they feed certain things to you mm-hmm. this is what we're now believing in this mm-hmm. is what we're now following mm-hmm. and what ways do you feel like do you feel like either divine feminine or masculine or even coming together as a dynamic is it one of those things where it's helped to empower does it kind of block like how does it's, that work because i've really never sat down and read the bible mm-hmm. so it's like just knowing what the history is based off okay. of my perspective from going on the trip yeah so on your side of the spectrum, you've read the Bible, you've grown mm. up, or whatever the case may be. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel like it suppresses what it is to be the divine feminine? Do you feel like as far the way we've taught it? I think the the text itself. So it's not the book. Is the way that it's been it's taught. not the book. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not the book because when I read the book for myself, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this should, this is, <laughs> it's not that complicated to me. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. seems like. Very simple stuff. And then when you go deeper, of course, like that's when it ties into different types of teachings and understandings. And there's always been a link. Mm. But I think knowing the history, it's been the way, the way that, that, that has been taught because right. it lit it specifically demonizes certain things and then completely omits right. other things. Right, right, right. So it's just like, you know, and there's this even um, this idea that you can't determine it for yourself. Like you can't, yeah. you're not supposed to interpret it and read the Bible or whatever. And I learned like through researching that that was something the Catholic church did yeah, like generations ago. Mm-hmm. Like they came up with a, a whole panel. They made laws and it said like, yo, no one else can interpret these texts other than us. Mm, that's the problem. And exactly. <laughs> problem. And so for me recognizing, damn, they did that shit way back then. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, recycling 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 all the way till today to where some people can't actually sit down and read and understand it they mm. need somebody to translate it for them or it's already part of their program or it's a li- yeah. exactly and it's like damn so it definitely suppressed like the, the the way it was taught definitely suppress it but i found reading the text itself empowering mm-hmm. me personally yeah. i found that very very empowering mm. and it was Honestly, it's, it sounds like like an oxymoron or a controversial, but it was like it was reading the Bible more for myself mm. that pushed me away from the religion aspect of okay. it. Okay. Real rap. Like, yeah. I started reading and just letting it resonate with, with me however in it resonated in my own way. And I'm just like, yo, we doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, crazy because... I mean, I've seen people around me, like family members and stuff like that, who, you know, were religious, whatever the case may be, but it was always like loosely for the mm-hmm. most part, um, as opposed to like my grandmother. Mm. Rest in peace. Gang, gang. You know, my ancestors, <laughs> still tapping. Still tapping with your ancestors. That oh, was just They don't leave us. They don't leave us. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, but she hopped around from a lot of religions while I was small. Mm. Like, she was Christian, she was Pentecostal, mm. she became Mormon. And I was sitting here like, Grandma, what is going on? <laughs> you know? So I think a lot of that caused me to start off being agnostic as at first. Mm. And then I kind of just stumbled into spirituality because it was more so one of those things where, I guess, spirituality allows 
for you to figure it all out on your own, mm-hmm. on your own terms, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's another reason why a lot of us have kind of like dabbled on that side, yeah. and, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. For sure, I think you can learn something from everybody as mm-hmm. long as you're willing to have that open-minded perspective. No, that's a fact. No, yeah. That's and I love that you bring up how spirituality is all about figuring it out on your own, as opposed to going with whatever you've been whatever taught. They, or told. Whatever yeah. you've been taught. I, I, I was like, never, yo. I was never comfortable with that. And one thing that I was always told, especially like by my uncle, shout out to him. He's always like, I don't care what nobody tells you, always cross check and always question shit, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that was a very big thing mm-hmm. that has become a part of me that has allowed me to even get to this point. And it's like, that's that was one of those crazy things that like in the, te- it says that in the it text. It does, it does. <laughs> it says to yeah. question things. It says to build that personal but they pick and choose what relation. They wanna, like, yeah, and it's like, read. okay, this is what it means. Nah, nah. Yeah, yeah. And so I see the finessing, but it's just like, dang, like, if people, and that's another curse that I think is like, given we're in the age of Aquarius, the age of information, where people can get information at their fingertips, mm-hmm. we still keep looking for a buffer. Yeah. You need some doctor to tell you why to take the, the COVID vaccine. I'm just throwing that out. I'm not trying to start it. <laughs> I'm not trying to start a riot, but it's like you need someone with scientific evidence mm-hmm. to tell you that you are depressed. Yeah. You need, there's always a buffer. When yeah. are you checking in with yourself? Yes, yes, yes. And we've never been taught that. We've never been taught that. But that's the thing. So it's so crazy because, you know, a lot of people... I can remember the transition going from people not really talking about spirituality or readings or diving into the occult to yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, there's a, a bunch of people that, oh, you know what? I'm kind of interested in getting a reading, but I don't know. Yeah, do, do you think I should come? Um, yeah. Like, there's, like, that back and forth <laughs> mentally. <laughs> that it's still to this day. Oh, of course. That everybody goes through, and it's kind of like, wait, think about it. They took nature, like what you were taught about nature, nature and the benefits and how it's not only medicine, but you can use it for ma- you can use it for so many different things. But how is that demonic? Because we don't see nature as part of the spiritual. As far as the way I know I've been taught. Yeah. I ain't never been in the woods to have a prayer. But what I'm saying is, but have when you I- ever sat down and thought about it? <sighs> <laughs> You're waiting for somebody to give you pharmaceuticals exactly. when there's a tree or an herb or something that can help Ready. you turn it right around. Ready for you. Ready you don't for even, you. You don't even use your fingers to Google. At all. At all. But you can find any other bit of information that you're looking for. Yeah. Easy. And that's why it's so crazy that we're in the age of information now because it's like so few people actually use the age for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's only those select chosen, I feel like right. they are, that, yo... I have this information right here, whether it's within me, whether it's on the computer, whether it's tapping in with the ancestors, it's all around. So I can easily tap in with through whatever medium just feels comfortable at that point. But it's so rare that people actually put that intention Mm -hmm. into discovering that. Like, it's it's really crazy. And like, just going back to nature, like I'm I'm looking at the traffic right now. Mm It's backed up. Everybody going into the city. Mm-hmm. Where's the nature out there? And it's like that in itself, reading into the history, yeah. is all orchestrated. You know what I'm saying? Chopping like down trees, building up buildings. Building up yeah. buildings. Mm-hmm. And, and 
pushing everybody into that area because when you keep people away from the trees and when when you keep people away from nature mm -hmm. people don't connect with nature right. and that's that's god right, right. there right. <laughs> like to me that's and i think um personally for me yeah it's always been a struggle for me to personify my higher power mm. you know because mm -hmm. you always hear of jesus or mm -hmm. god or mm -hmm. like masculine figures mm -hmm. whatever the case may be but once again Duality. What is a man without a woman? Mm. What is a seed without fertile soil? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And I feel Talk like honoring nature, Mother Nature, Mother, Mother Gaia, nature. whatever you want to call it, is essential when it comes to whatever forces you claim you believe in. You yes. know what I'm saying? It's a, yes. it's a major part of that, yes. too. So, Huge. yeah, that's over time, literally building a, a, my own relationship with nature and the world around me mm -hmm. is a major part of it. I get my my channeling or my messages. Sometimes I'm just sitting chilling and the wind blows through the trees mm -hmm. and I hear a message. You, hear you know, message. know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like the fact that if you're distracted and you hear the, the honking of the horns and the police sirens and stuff like that, you're missing out on so many signs and symbolisms like on a daily basis daily. when she's there mm -hmm. forgiving and empathetic and mm -hmm. compassionate about the fact that you've probably been avoiding for her for who knows how Some long, time. but she's constantly there for you every time you wake up, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> can't forget that and that that's interesting because like you speaking about how you struggle to personify you know the higher power like i found myself shifting the way i personify mm -hmm. the higher power giving intentional honor to the mother right i say god the mother mm -hmm. god the father mother nature I father say, time too. you know, you know how they make it seem like it's only just one it's person that, it's, it's like, like father god father yeah, sky mother like, earth you know like <laughs> So, so that's how I've been going about that too. Yeah, I've I've been noticing that as well because like that fem that divine feminine it's present, it's need it's needed, it's so powerful and instrumental to mm -hmm. the entire structure. Mm -hmm. We've been so conditioned to let go. I was like, yo, it would be a curse on me to not give honor to that. Yeah, for sure. For real. And especially like I love being in nature. Yeah, anyway, yo, like, it, it kinda like we're at the point where even when you talk to somebody about like eating healthier or whatever the case may be and just incorporating more herbs and mm -hmm. vegetables and stuff like that, people are like, is that even healthy? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? See that? And that's, that's the interesting thing about the age of information is like there's so much information. But be careful with the misinformation information yeah, is, yeah. is just as easy to come across. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people get tripped up as yeah, well. Where it's just like, sure, it's sure. too easy to find misinformation because mm -hmm. everything is out there. And just because somebody has a degree in medicine, oh. that does not mean that they know all about what's healthy for you. Most of the people, most of the degree, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> if you got a degree in medicine, I'm proud that'll of be a, that'll be another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be another I don't want to shame nobody. No, I don't no, no. Say it, yeah, it's definitely not to shame no. anyone, but like I said, no matter who you are, what field you're in, I suggest you cross-check the information that's been given to you. Absolutely. And that's that. And that's that. Not to take away anything from anybody. For real. And yeah. see the motive behind the education itself. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I was never a, a huge history kid. Uh, really? Like, I really wasn't. But, like, these past couple years, like, ever since I left my job, that was one of the first things I, na I drew myself to naturally. It was just like, yo, just learning history, studying 
the paper trail. Mm -hmm. That's something that I am very much intentional mm -hmm. about, following the paper trail. Because right. I think there's a paper trail for everything. But look at what they're choosing to feed to us when it comes to history. Exactly. It's and very... that's part of the paper trail, too. Right. Like, it's crazy how... Like, but a very small bit of the paper trail. Because I feel like I've learned so much from just social media alone. Like, oh, other people yeah. choosing to yeah. tell us far beyond what we've been taught. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't know that. And then, and then you that. go Google the shit, and you be like, "Oh shit, this they All right." I do is Google it, but how do you know to Google it if it's never been like exactly? Exposed, you've never exactly. been exposed to it. Exactly. Yeah. Jeez. For sure. So much, so much. So, what what new projects you got working on, if anything, or what new ventures have you been feeling to dabble in? That's an interesting question to ask me because I've been in this space and not telling nobody. Nothing. Nobody. Oh, you got to keep like, it on the yeah, lock and it's key. One of those. Like you'll gotcha. see it when it happens. Okay. <laughs> like it's one of hey, those. Hey, so in that, so make sure y'all follow her yeah. on IG yeah. or wherever so that mm -hmm. you can see it when it hits. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to support. There's real a lot for of transforming real. and transitioning. Mm, really? For sure. Nice. Nice. How has the lock journey been? Um, the lock journey has been very interesting. Just on many levels. Mm -hmm. um, there was a part of me that felt like, even with my curly hair journey, it was interesting in itself. Mm -hmm. Being Dominican, mm -hmm. when I was younger, you know, having other Dominicans outside of me, not even realizing, because this is before curly hair even became a thing, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I would have other Hispanic people talking about me, calling me Michael Jackson and stuff like <laughs> <laughs> like, All types of stuff. Look at this girl with this big ass fro, whatever. So now, um, having my experience with that and jumping into like a whole new ball game, the rules are not the same as far as hair care. Mm -hmm. um, people receive me in a completely different way. Mm. I feel like I was fetishized for my big curly hair mm. at some mm -hmm. point. You know, mm -hmm. everybody like the light skin with me. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I have yeah. stories behind yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was a part of myself that was just tired of looking the same my entire life and mm. wanted to just um, step away from that. So when I locked my hair, it was for the most part, a vow to myself to stop being one foot in and one foot out of things and mm. being completely locked in, ten toes down. So even outside mm. of my lock journey, locked the in. journey has Funny been sentence. very interesting because yeah. now I mean, it's, it's a daily reminder when I look at myself in the mirror to hold myself accountable mm. and keep those commitments to myself that I put, you know? Mm. Um, that's fire. That's yeah, fire. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. I like that. A lot of times, initially, you know, people are like, why you lock your hair? First of all, when I first started embracing my fro, mm -hmm. why you don't straighten it? Like, everybody's uh -huh. always going to have it's a thing. Now, now that I'm locking my, why didn't you keep the curls, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's not about what you want to see. You know, I've done all of that already. If you want to see me with straight hair, there's a picture on IG. Go refer to that, you oh, know? There you go. You but, got the reference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Can go see that. And it, it, there's a lot of grace and patience that comes with the process in itself, mm -hmm. you know? So, mm. very, very interesting. That's, that's very dope. I love hearing that. Thank you. Because I can definitely empathize with my own hair journey. Mm -hmm. Like, coming from a space where I started to grow my hair mm -hmm. out, as opposed to always keeping it low. Like, mm -hmm. that was... Like, in reflecting, like, that was a thing where it's like, yo, I've always been doing life right. the same yeah. way over and over and over. And it got to a point where it was just like, yo, I just want to be different and just yeah. kind of just let things be. Like, what? let's see how it happens. Let's see what happens if I let it Two things. Out. Do you have a specific goal in mind or are you just, like, letting it rock? At this point now, mm -hmm. I don't have a goal. Okay. I'm letting it rock. When I first started, I did. Um... 
it was more of a like a fashion kind of sense mm -hmm. and I went through my own journey with that as far as like you know my hair not growing the way I wanted it mm -hmm. to be and like yo I even <laughs> you can swing those please. Uh, I got you I got you but um like there was even a point in time where it was like you know my hair was thinning and balding and stuff like that and it was honestly a very spiritual reflection of myself mm -hmm. and I had to stop and really recognize what are the little things that I'm doing to myself day to day mm -hmm. and are they helping me grow mm -hmm. because for me that was where I recognized the fault was in like I'm doing little things incorrectly to my hair mm -hmm. and it's reflecting in my hair so in the same way I'm doing little things in myself mm -hmm. that's not beneficial mm -hmm. to me and it's showed in the situations right. that I was getting myself into and so and that's why now I'm just like you know I'm at a much like peaceful detached kind of space where mm -hmm. it's just like yo I'm just letting it do whatever mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm living that right now mm -hmm. too like at that I'm at that space in life where it's just like I got all the faith in the world I got all the love in the world mm -hmm. and I don't gotta stretch all I gotta do is just embody that and then just let things happen right. you know what I'm saying so that that was a that was how that that hair journey kind of you also have people like responding to it, like yo what you doing to it oh all the time yeah, all the yeah. time and especially when it was looking crazy i'm not gonna lie like it was just like yo bro what? and and but it was weird don't because worry I, about it sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the 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 things that i'm like through growing my hair out a couple times like because i've cut it recently mm -hmm. clearly um it was like in this stage like where it's kind of at like right now it doesn't look pretty mm -hmm. but that's the growing right it's like when you're going through that growing process and every time i grew my hair out it was just like same thing it's just mm -hmm. like it don't look pretty mm -hmm. but you got to get through that right. to get to where you yeah that's see when the it. patience and all of yeah. that come into play and like nurturing <laughs> oh d yeah yeah even outside of the you know in a lot of cultures uh long healthy hair is tied to femininity too really and I don't think somebody has to have the longest hair, but there's something about when you see somebody with, with nice, healthy hair where you're mm -hmm. just like, man, what the fuck? And it draws you to it. Mm -hmm. But I think the the hair journey and... Do you have plants? I don't, not They yet. don't? Yeah, not I feel yet, like those two yet. journeys go like hand in hand. Because really? you realize the same day that you plant the seed is not... What do they say? Right. Yeah. So they're just having patience with that. And then a lot of times I'll notice like when my plants are looking a little... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm also a little because mm. I'm forgetting that constant. Like I said, it goes back to like the commitments that you made to you and the constant nurturing, constant mm -hmm. remembering to moisturize, yeah, and to spray yeah, it. And, to, and like I said, it's true. a cook. I mastered everything curly hair, and now locking my hair is like, oh, you want to learn from scratch? Well, this yeah. is not the same, you know. So That's it's beautiful. just learning my hair all over again when I mm -hmm. thought I had it all figured out. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful space to be in. I yeah. feel like just. Mm -hmm whether it be hair or whether it be expanded into life, just being comfortable with that, that like ground zero. Mm -hmm. Like the Phoenix is a huge spiritual animal for me. I love the fucking we're, Phoenix. Like, and it's just being comfortable with being in the ashes mm -hmm. and then just knowing that the life is coming back mm -hmm. full circle. I find the beauty in the breakthrough. Yeah. You, know, you look a little dusty at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're gonna look a little dirty. You gotta clean yourself off after, yeah. but 
Yeah, for nah, sure. Nah, that's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this conversation has been beautiful. The I time, the space, this the sure. energy has been beautiful for always, real. Always, always. Yeah. So I definitely want to thank you again just for blessing me, blessing us with your energy, with the grace. Nah, thank you, uh, um, for sure. Of course. For sure. Um, the invitation is always open, you know of what I'm course. saying? We, we always going to chop Libra's it up. Libra's link. Of course. You, you need that. Okay. That yeah, we're mm, yeah. we going we to write that down. That's we gonna hashtag. That <laughs> we're going to write that down. But um, we've been going for a little time, so I know, and I know we gave the people a lot of good stuff, so we're going to let them chew on it. Mm. We're going to let them go home. We're going to let them sit on it and bask in that beautiful energy that we know that y'all all have and definitely give us some feedback oh yeah please do hit that oh yes for real for real for real if you got comments if you got questions drop them all in the comment section below you know what i'm saying reach out to us on instagram you can you want to learn how to pole dance you can tell oh yeah she she she, she got you covered (laughs) she got you covered locked and loaded it's all in the back trunk he's seen it too (laughs) (laughs) ready to go yeah i'm a believer i'm a believer I'm a believer. So, again, I just want to thank you. I want to give you your flowers. Thank you. While you're here. Dope soul. Takes one to know one. (laughs) Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And I appreciate everybody that took the time to tune in just to chop it up with us. Thoughts of an Empath podcast. There's so much more to come, and we can't wait to bring it out. So, I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. I hope y'all have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day.